Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to an episode of Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know. It is a slightly unusual episode this week because it's just KB and I chilling with a couple of dudes. It's very unusual. <laughs> it's very unusual. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> uh, so it might be a lengthy one. Stick with us. Mm-hmm. Um, I am hosting and I am prepared what? to do only the segments we need in the order they're supposed to happen. Stop it. Everyone cross your fingers. I might get it. I mean, it's been a while since I got this right. I so think today's the day, though. Let's do it together. Yes, let's. You and me, KB. Let's do it. Um, my name is Miranda Selwood, and I will be hosting, as I said. And um, It's me, KB. <laughs> what like, is happening? This is I already just, a mess. No, this is perfect. <laughs> this is how they all happen. Uh, but we have two very special guests with us today. Um, we're lacking a couple of hosts. So we're like, we'll get two guests. And it'll all work out fine. Yep. And who are those guests, Miranda? They're going to introduce themselves. <laughs> oh, hey, I'm Jackson McGovern. And Hello. And I'm Timothy Wynn. Two beautiful gentlemen at our table. And I'm so excited to be talking about Jonathan Larson's pre-rent, post-rent extravaganza. Yeah, that's true, I guess. It is both pre yes. and post. I was like, what? But no, you were right. <laughs> I'm right. And we'll talk more about that later. But uh, tick, tick, boom. You that's have to say that that way from now on. <laughs> that's what we're talking about today. <laughs> is that not how the, the title is pronounced? I believe leak, like contractually that's how we have to say it. Yeah. Every time? Yeah. Because yeah. it's tick, comma, tick, Ellipses. dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Boom! Exclamation Boom. mark. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like I feel like we've got this. Um, but before we learn more about tick tick boom, um, we do need to get to know both of our guests. Yeah, this okay. is a surprise to both of them too. Ooh, bam. Um, so we're going to do the getting to know you quiz, but with both of you at the same time. So to stop this from taking four hundred years, mm-hmm. we're going to make a quick fire, like just bam. Yeah, bam. Don't think about it. First don't thing think, that comes to first your thing head. comes to your mind. Great. Are you ready for the quiz? So ready. Are you ready for the theme you song? You got to sing. I'm getting to know you. Great. Short one today. Okay, here we go. With question number one, which musical character would other people compare you to? Jackson. Oh, God. Um, uh, speed round. Uh, so I'd probably say oh, maybe like a... Uh, We're doing well. A hunter, title of show. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can, I can uh, see it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Moving on, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think like Mark in Rent. Amazing. Or 
Frederick in Merrily We Roll Along? Is that, that what yeah. it was? I actually, I got someone to tell me what oh, they thought. Oh, and momentarily forgot what it was. Well, is I don't know Frederick the, I don't and Merrily. Is, oh, is it Frederick in Merrily We Roll Along? I'd go Frederick. I'm, gonna say I'm someone who yes. knows Timothy and I will say okay, Frederick perfect. in Merrily. Okay, yes. done. Frederick Hunter. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, which musical character would you like other people to compare you to? Who do you aspire to be? Deep down. Elphaba. That is a good answer. And I think uh, because of that choice, I do have to say Glinda. <laughs> <laughs> I love That's it. That's our next choice. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Forever. So, so just everyone keep their eyes peeled for that. It's about time. I cannot wait to see a female Fiero. Ooh, bags yeah. it. Nice. Bags it. <laughs> I could do some dancing through my life, you, you know. Could. Um, oh, things just went weird with my voice. I'm sorry and I apologise. Uh, what's your dream role? Oh, um, uh, 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 Pseudalus, maybe, a uh, funny Ooh. thing happened. Um, or MC in Cabaret. They're, they're probably two for me that I'd like. And very similar in a way, those two roles. Yeah, but I've never really played anything like them before. So I'd like, that'd be fun. That would be fun. I'd I'll like it. happily come and see Forum. Awesome. Not Cabaret. Not <laughs> wow. That's not at the top of my list. No, fair um, so not an actor, but... Bok in Wicked. No. I know I know. we were kind of joking about Wicked before, but I am a big fan of, like, coming in, knocking it out of the park, then going and resting till like, come on in <laughs> yeah. up two. Just like, pop uh, in, giant note. Yep. And then, and then come back, quick change in act two, and then... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And an impressive change yeah. into the Tin Man situation. Mm. Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> Just for anyone who doesn't know Wicked. Thanks, KB. Uh, what's there your, are people. <laughs> what's your favourite sometime show? Into the Woods. Into the Woods. Into the Woods. Grandmother Hall. Assassins. 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 Oh, I was about to say, oh, so you both like Sondheim then, but of course that <laughs> was the, the question. question. Okay, good. This is going well so far. You're doing a fabulous job. Yeah, but I am moving quickly and that's you. unusual for me. <laughs> so uh, we've got two more. Your go-to shower song. Oh. What's the, the top ten in, in Jackson's shower in top the morning? Top ten? You just, well, just asked for one. <laughs> Make well, up your mind. Just um, I oh, I'm a bit boring. It's a bit of a flavor of the flavor of the month thing for me. Like whatever, whatever's trending. Um, because I'm a pretty trendy guy. Uh, but I'd probably go like walk a life dire straits is the absolute guilty pleasure. Um, Ooh. and I say guilty pleasure because every time I request it from a DJ or something, they always just go, well, no, we don't have that. Well, we have that. It's not like 1972. So or the 80s. It's the way they look at you. That's just like, we're not yeah. going back that far, are we? So, um, yeah, that's probably mine. Okay. Bit of dire yeah. straits. Um, I usually save my shower time for having an existential crisis. So oh, not a lot of singing goes mm-hmm. on there. But if we wanted to... <laughs> what are you talking you about? Should, you should singing sing Walk is- of Life by Dire Straits. <laughs> That'll make you feel so much better. Singing is my go-to in any crisis. But like if I need to power walk to the train station, yeah. it's um, work of art from everyone's talking about Jamie. Nice. I think that gets me there in time. Like if I'm running a bit behind. A good strut. Yeah, yeah. You get a strut yeah. going. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, wasn't the question asked, but that's fine. Um, okay. Take a deep breath. It's a big question, guys. You have to delete a musical from existence. Mm. You're just going to wipe it off the face of the earth. History, gone. Future, gone. It can't be cats. It's used yeah, it's up all its already lives. gone. <laughs> I've got to say, wicked. <laughs> 
after all the wonderful things we've already said about it. Yeah, what are absolutely do? never playing Bok then. Right? <laughs> well, Jackson's never played Alphabet. Right? I really hope those two things aren't connected. My Alphabet. desire to play Bok, I really hope that's not connected to Jackson wanting <laughs> to eradicate oh, Wicked God, from the we existence. need to make sure Wicked never happens again, just in case. <laughs> all right. Or do, you, do you have some other reason for that that you'd uh, like to share? Other uh, than Tim not playing Bok, which uh, is no, horrible. Not really. I mean, you know, maybe I wouldn't wipe it off. It's Yeah. Just a, re- just a reduction, now. just a reduction, just a reduction, and yeah, l- make the script maybe a little bit, you know, good. Um, but the story is amazing. I love the story. The story is incredible, mm. um, and musically, it's great. But I don't know. I just I've never really got the hype. Yeah, sure. Um, All right. Fair. I'm no, a weirdo. Sorry. How I feel about Hamilton. Ooh. I know. <laughs> Get <it. laughs> Moving on. That's okay. Timothy's about to delete Hamilton yeah, and then we'll lose all of our listeners. So. <laughs> Funnily enough, still a controversial statement. Okay. Um, frozen? So fine. Yeah, okay, great. All right, not, not as controversial. No, I, Frozen I, 2, however, <laughs> amazing. Let's make that into a musical. Um, we were talking, Jax and I were talking about the Disney transfer between like movie and musical and how to take like a 90 minute kids movie and put it into like a two and a half hour. Yeah. Mm. I think there's some, filler. I think there's some filler that happens. It's problematic. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah. And also does Frozen need to be out there more? Like it's, been so long and kids still love it yes, and but if just watch out there more we can sell it more yeah, I just if i have to hear let it go one more time i'm gonna anyway so yeah um, not as controversial as i thought so no, i'm in the right right room I'm not clear. in this particular room but in this podcasty sphere of audience members maybe some people yeah. have tuned in potentially disney is not hiring me anytime soon <laughs> that's fine that's okay. Um, so uh, the show that we are talking about today, uh, Tick, Tick, Boom, is quite unlike either Wicked or Frozen. Um, it's sort of the absolute opposite, I would I would suggest. We'll wait until you see this production. Uh, uh, oh, oh. <laughs> Who's quick changes? Oh. I'm flying. There's I'm definitely flying. There's flying, there's quick changes, there's laser lighting. Yeah? Oh, fuck it. Okay. Yeah. Great. No. Oh, there it is. Oh, I'm so uh, sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry. No, it's, number just, one. It's, it's just been like on the tip of my tongue the whole time and I didn't know when it was right to put the first one out there. But <laughs> no, I've got okay. confirmation that it's okay. I'll try not to say it too much. We've marked it as explicit. Yeah, so. yeah it's okay. fine. Awesome. Jackson can't no children. himself. No children listening to this episode today, so we're all fine. Uh, so we're going to take a quick break and and just ready ourselves for some Larson-esque Okay, so who's going to go first and tell us a little bit about Jonathan Larson's um, Tick, Tick, Boom? Two-minute plot. Yeah. Someone needs to do it. Jackson. Yeah. Jackson would love to do Jackson that. would love the would plot he? in two Hooray. minutes. Okay, well, let's, okay, let's we'll, we'll tag. Yeah, let's tag team yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So the hang on, what's pitch. the rules here? we got a two-minute thing and we got a... It's like an elevator pitch. If you were in an elevator and you had to pitch this story to people who didn't know it, Tell us you would do this. Everything that happens in two minutes. How tall is the building? Um, it is 700 stories high. Wow, okay, awesome. I, yeah. If I'm in an elevator for two minutes, I'm going to talk about other things other than tick, tick, boom, just so it's clear. I'm just telling Not you. Not in this elevator, baby. Okay, but we're recording a podcast in the elevator yeah. and I need to talk about Why it. Why are you... 
No, I'm, I'm, I'm giving not. giving you one minute. Not now. <laughs> Okay, all right. Okay, okay. Um, Three, I'm two, ready. one, go. Go. Okay. Uh, so, Tick Tick Boom is a. Oh, how do I sum it up? It's an autobiograph, very autobiographical musical about Jonathan Larson, the writer of Rent fame. Um, Rent is never actually explicitly mentioned in Tick Tick Boom, but there's a lot of um, there's a lot of things that. Um, Throughout the right, the the process of him writing a show, as well as um dealing with uh the probably the two most significant relationships in his life, um there's a lot of things that are happening which are you could argue are very specific to the way Rent was written and the things that happened during his life while Rent was getting written. Um, and it was put together after um he'd actually passed away. A lot of a lot of people know that uh, Jonathan Larson passed away was it the night of the preview of of rent um so he never actually saw rent performed on broadway which was always his dream um and you have one minute i have one minute well that means it's halfway through and it's time to pass over to timothy (laughs) yeah yeah that's well that's kind of it i um what jackson said i mean i don't really know what else to add there um but he did (laughs) um but so the the songs that are written in the play are written by jonathan larson um and they were kind of written as he was developing this one-man show that was kind of autobiographical about his time writing Rent. And there is a show mentioned in Tick, Tick, Boom that is not Rent, but it's having a workshop production and he's very nervous about it and all this other kind of stuff. So, um, And also it, you can see a lot of his influence from other musical theatre composers in the show, particularly Stephen Sondheim. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also see his own little style that kind of eventually blossomed into what we now know as rent it's very nice you've got 15 seconds to spare he's also about to turn 30 is that the yeah like, so a, a the there's about him it's on the set set just before his um 30th birthday and that's kind of where the show ends up um and it's yeah. set um primarily around his not knowing whether he's made a the right decision to be a yeah, composer and writer. Absolutely. And I it's think that moment of I've either got to make this project work or maybe I need to walk away and do something else. Yeah, and, and that's kind of enhanced by the other relation, the other primary relationships in his life. Those people are kind of seemingly passing him by or yeah. ex- extending their own lives and becoming secure and having jobs or selling out or whatever you yeah. want to call it. Which is what we all go through <laughs> as we turn 30. Yeah. Uh, it's a fun time. You wouldn't yeah. know, Jackson, you're not there yet. 27. Yeah. It's creeping up. It's you just coming. Wait. It's coming. I'm, I'm going to crush 30. I'm, I'm not nervous about it at all well, or anxious. Good. And this show is definitely not making me even more anxious about it. Yeah, so. great. <laughs> yeah, great. You must be an actor because that sounded genuine. <laughs> <laughs> He goes all right, I guess. Okay, well, that was a pretty good sort of two-minute well hurrah done. about the show. It Does it come across more like a book musical or a, a song cycle? That's a really interesting question yeah. because in, in a way it, it – because and I think because it was originally put together – Timothy was telling me the other day that it was put together as a, as a series of different one-man shows. Yeah, like it kind of developed over time, his writing it. It wasn't like he sat down and was like, I'm going to write – Tick, tick, boom, and all these songs are going to be in it. And then he just never wrote the script. Well, he must have been writing it concurrently with the process of writing e- Rent. Exactly. Yeah. So it was kind of almost like this valve, this other creative valve he had to kind of be like, this is everything that's frustrating me in my real life. I'm going to put mm-hmm. it over here. Put it over here. In song. And then <laughs> all of his friends, I guess, to honour him were like, let's, this is, this is what's, this is a part of what we have left of him as well. And they wanted to make it into a show. And that's fair. Yeah. There but- 
go. Go on. Go, so, get, but, no, no. But it does. It does have a book, though. It it does have linking. It does. There is a book. Scene yeah. text that was put in after he passed away when they actually made it into a into a musical as yep. opposed to a, um, just him at a piano. Yes. Um, but I think because of that, it's it's kind of interesting that it's it's almost like a monologue sort of song cycle that has scenes in it. If that makes yeah. sense, it's like, a scene um, song cycle. It's a scene song cycle. <laughs> yeah. Does it feel jarring? It's a scene song cycle with, with a, two different voices in yeah. it for something that's so personal. Um, Three, in terms right? of like the songs being one particular voice, and then this. Well, I think a lot of the what end up being the scenes were kind of from Jonathan Larson. They were just kind of dramaturged or yeah. kind of sifted through to make sense of the story, and also because they wanted to turn it from a essentially what was his one man show yeah. into a, a show for three people. Yeah. Um, it kind of they did kind of smooth it out a little bit, but also for me as a director looking at the work, it could be jarring. Mm-hmm. And for me in the casting of it, I wanted to find people that would be able to um, kind of. This sounds this is going to sound so bad, but fix that, yeah, or, or people with the fair. skill, or people with enough um, kind of um, gumption to kind of make that work and sell that to the audience. I think. And Take- yet you cast Jackson McGovern in the show. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> Again, hey, unfortunately, here's hey all I could now. find. Yeah. Okay, we've been you friends. have those thoughts as a director and that's it's the thought that counts. It's a slip and slope. It's, look, Jackson and I have been friends for a long time. Our relationship is me bagging him out constantly and it's, welcome to it's this playful, public display of banter. Playful banter, yeah. yeah. So it was originally a solo work and has been described as a rock monologue and and Larson did perform it at, on various occasions yeah, on under a different title which is still a song within the show called Boho Days. Yeah, Boho Days isn't actually in the show as such. It's not actually – it's on the recording mm-hmm. as, like, a bonus track. But not in the show. But not in the show. Oh, and I don't know – Because that is the one I skipped through. And I was like, I don't know if I can watch this. Yeah. What's, what's interesting – And the and Jackson McGovern doing that as well <laughs> no. is confronting for me as well. So I mean, What's interesting in looking at a show like this that has this sort of interesting development situation is that it started out called Boho Days. That was the titular track. I just need to use that she word was. for Zane. Hi, Zane. <laughs> Even though he's not here, um, but the show then moved away from that so much as to cut it out of the musical. Yeah, and I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure if it's in the original version. If they left it in, then they cut it when they released the license, or they the the, the, the new version of the something show happened. something happened. Um, but it's yeah, and I don't even know where it would go in the show. Mm-hmm. I think it was somewhere toward the end. But I'm not. But it so. no longer has a place. No, <laughs> no place for you. So it was like the kill your darlings kind of. Yeah, thing, I think, <laughs> yeah. Is what happened. That's um, some inventive character naming. Uh, the lead role of Jonathan Larson is played um, by Jonathan Larson, and his character name is John. <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> are all the other character names? Real life names. Real life people. Um. They sort of, they're kind of in my research of the people in his life. I don't think I know that there are people that kind of represent certain moments, but I think they're definitely amalgamations mm-hmm. of um, the people in his life. That his best friend, who told him he was gay in college, and all of this kind of stuff. Um, and those other two actors play primarily two roles, but also lots of other bit parts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Cool. Do we want to have a little chat about the music? Tell me about your songs. Yeah. Yeah. Do this one. 
you talk about music. Um, <laughs> I'm a director. I don't know anything about music. <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, musically. We went. We we were going through it for at our first rehearsal, um, and Luke Volker, our musical director, basically said it was baby rent in a way, um, which is so accurate. Like, mm-hmm. and that's not that's not as a in a, in that it's a lesser version of. I actually much prefer Tick Tick Boom as a show mm-hmm. over Rent, um, but. You can definitely tell that there were bits that he'd written, and the the show ever never obviously got to the level of prominence while he was alive. Yeah, and he obviously thought, oh yeah, well, let's just whack Sneak something in. similar what into red. That bit I was hurt, and I was like, I have have I switched over? Spotify is now playing songs similar to this. Spotify didn't even have Tick Tick Boom. Actually, that's that's true. My my research for today was hindered by Spotify's lack of Tick Tick Boom. The worst. But it is. It's kind of. Until you get to the last half of the soundtrack, because I messaged you when I first started, being like, "I don't, I, this is, I can't, I don't like, I'm not a fan of Rent. <laughs> we are not new to this news on this podcast." <laughs> um, and it's just he, what he does well is write whingy music for whingy people, and it wasn't until the last half where it starts getting into those like more emotive ballady kind pretty much from therapy onwards i was like okay now i can see where we're differing here well he got the therapy and then he felt better <laughs> is that what yeah. happens I that's don't know. literally how therapy works <laughs> Kristen. What? crazy um, and if you are you know struggling with any feelings from listening to this podcast you can call <laughs> lifeline i need you guys to know that we're okay <laughs> Yes, speaking for everyone in the podcast. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, like it's actually got my favorite musical theatre song in it as which well. Which is? Which is Why. Um, it called Why. Um, oh, right, okay. Um, that wasn't the beginning yes, of no, a thought. Um, I'm with you. <laughs> but yeah, Why, I think the thing to me about a song like Why is that it, I've, I know I've, I've had this conversation with so many other artists in particular, um, it is that constant question that we ask ourselves of like, why the fuck am I going to um, a rehearsal for a show that I'm probably not going to get much money for. I'm probably yeah. not going to um, get much of a payoff other than the fact that I'm doing a show that I think matters. Um, yeah. and you're actually you, – all, all of those questions that we ask ourselves every day, um, I think the the song why kind of – it doesn't give you the answer to that, but it, it does um, – Every time, like, we get towards the end of it, it actually, like, just listening to it or seeing it, whichever way it is, it, it does actually affect me a little bit because you're sitting there going, like, yeah, this is, this is, it sounds corny, but it is why we do it. And, yeah, um, yeah I think just sort of exploring that in your head and trying to make sense of this fucked up life that we actually kind of have is really interesting. And um, it go the show goes beyond that because it's it's not just about artists it's a it's asking those questions about just that basic thing of turning 30 and the anxiety that comes with that because of this bullshit label that we've put on that part yeah. of our lives mm-hmm. um um which is obviously completely artificial but it's a thing um so yeah i th- i think to me that song really i don't know it just it just digs into you a little bit and just goes, oh, my God. <laughs> gets you in the gut. Yeah. It really does. I think, too, for people who aren't in this world, 
there's a lot of stuff that we sacrifice as part of our personal life um even just events and birthdays and family time or whatever that is holidays and whatnot to do something that for us is really gratifying for different reasons but the world doesn't see as something important enough to fund or to support and that gets really difficult so to have a show like this that kind of goes hey guys it's still cool to do what we do because this is why we do it. Is it was really nice. So by the end of it, I was fully supportive of Tick Tick. <laughs> and I think the last song, "Actions Speak Louder Than Words," is really interesting as well. Because when we did it on the first read through and, and we sang it, it was you know this is the, like the bushfires are happening, yeah. and we're like, and there's a line, there's a line in that song is why do we follow leaders who never lead and we all just were like oh this is really interesting yeah Yeah. um and i think the the show it's really interesting you say that this how much the second half resonates with you because for me it the first half of the show is this kind of very insular journey for him and then the the second half is him opening out and him seeing the other people in his life in a different way for the first yeah. time his 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 partner and his best friend and then he kind of opens that out to the world and it's this kind of stepping out to the great unknown which yeah. is really interesting well as we step out into the great unknown let's talk a little about the lessons that we've learned from tick tick boom boom So Jonathan Larson has uh, penned some thoughts and uh, <laughs> in some cases, this, you know, some of the songs seem very, here's what I want to tell you. And they're, they're sort of the obvious lessons, I guess. Um, so songs we've already talked about, like Why and um, Louder Than Words, as you mentioned. So what what lessons do we learn as performers and what lessons do you think our general audience are picking up from a show like Tick, Tick, Boom. I think there's a massive lesson throughout the show of, um, of balance um, and, like, in terms of balancing where priorities are. And, I, that, again, I don't think that's just an artist thing. I think that's definitely a massive thing for artists. But um, this... I think everyone gets to about this point in their life and starts to think, why have I made the choices I've made to get <laughs> yeah. here and were they the right ones? Yeah. And getting past that to it doesn't matter whether they were right or wrong or how right or wrong they were, we now need to step up and work with what we've got and keep moving forward. Or yeah. change direction and that's yeah, fine yeah. too. And, yeah, playing John and Timothy and I have had a fair few conversations about this. Um, but just this um, – he – in the script, he's got this real tunnel vision as like he's just so focused on creating the great American musical, the next great American musical. Um, Which he kind of did. He Yeah, well, he did. Um, like, he got there. Kristen doesn't think so, you know. but... Um, well, yeah. I, we admit, though neither of us particularly liked the show, that it definitely had a big place. and Absolutely. It, it started and caused a shift yeah. in in Broadway shows. And, and it needed to be said at the time. And yeah, I think absolutely. We, I think the thing is now we just exist in the generation that's past that. Like that was yeah. a, 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 the show of a particular generation. Yeah. And now, so like, it's turned into a little bit of a... And I also find it really interesting that this show was curated 
to a, a very large degree and rent was left and i'm like it was in previews yeah <laughs> shows change in previews that's the point of previews why have we now set this thing in stone without being like hey this bit doesn't really work and this bit doesn't really work and yeah, yeah i wonder actually if that has something to do with his Death. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and how it, but you're right. It is really interesting that they take such liberty with his actual life. Yeah. Whereas something that was his creation, um, a deliberate creation, was something that need, needs needs preservation. Be yeah. yeah. That's what I. That's my only issue with rent <laughs> is that it. It just needs a little bit of tweaking. Just needed some toying. Yeah. But then looking at Dick Dick Boom, it's kind of a question too about which um his creation. I would argue in, in a lot of instances he, he actually prioritises over his real life. Yeah. Um, that's the, the, the thing that he's making. He's just so focused on it that he misses out on all of this stuff that's in his real life. Um, and, yeah, that's that's what I'm kind of talking about with balance too. Like yeah. you, the, there's these two other characters who at different levels are um, – are finding ways to better balance their lives than he is. Um, or you could argue better or worse, but differently balancing. Yes. Um, and yeah, he never really, he never really learns from that. And mm. I think one thing that we talked about today in rehearsal is, and one good lesson to take away from the show is there is no right way to be an artist. Yeah. Um, his partner in the show is a dancer and um, it's really funny, his skewed vision on um, her because she's a dancer who teaches dancing to sport rich kids as it says in the script to make money and he kind of judges her for that in a way whereas he works in a diner so it's kind of like well who is closer to realizing what they want to do in life yeah but but because he's much more totally in or totally out whereas she's found a middle ground that where she can be do the thing that makes her happy and also make money and and live a, a a more a different life than than what he may be willing to live. Um, like she wants a dishwasher and yeah. stuff like that, and he's like more than happy to sit in in his own filth, I kind of <laughs> I guess, and just write this musical. Um, so yeah, so and I think that's a thing that um, we kind of need to be conscious of, like in our little Brisbane theatre community, is you can be an artist in a lot of different ways. Whether yeah. that's you are only taking like equity paid gigs or you're mm-hmm. doing stuff part-time or whatever you're doing like it's valid yeah. and it's true and it's still art I think that's a lesson yeah thank you and no teaching isn't a cop-out no definitely not I think that's another lesson we learned I also learned that angst uh doesn't end in our teenagedom <laughs> angst it certainly continues didn't for John slash Jonathan Larson <laughs> inner turmoil is with you pretty much forever welcome to the game kids <laughs> um, I'm turning 40 next year it's still a thing yeah um, there you go. Just told everyone in the world my age. I, I oh. was just like, Julie, we figured it out. <laughs> it's now. not my age that's the mystery. It's Zane's it's Zane, age. Jane. And while he's not here, can I just mention for all our listeners, if anyone knows Zane and knows his birthday, please tell please us. email us. Because at this <laughs> point, I think he's taught a me podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, it's like the biggest mystery of the world. It, it really is. is. It is. Um, so anything else before we move on from this segment? Do you think Jonathan himself used the writing of this show to try and find these lessons himself? Do you think he learnt these things in the process of producing it? Or do you think we see those lessons because of the way the show was curated after he passed? Probably. I, I don't, that's an interesting question. 
I'm because good at asking interesting are, questions. I can't answer any because of them. we can't ask him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, dear but Jonathan. So the seance section of this podcast uh, yeah. is done. Um, great, cool. No, let's do it. Here's the Ouija board. Um, I guess it was his way of trying to figure out his own life. I mean, we all do different. We journal or we meditate or we go for walks. And for him, it was through art. Uh, But I also think it's a massive lesson in how you are as a person in this industry for two works, essentially, of a fairly unknown composer and, and playwright to still be here 30 years on is pretty incredible. Hmm. Like Render's still being unfortunately performed quite a lot. <laughs> um, it's un- it is unfortunate that we don't see Tick Tick Boom as often. Um, I could not tell you the last time. I think it's got to be at least fifteen years since I've seen it advertised anywhere. Um, well, we'll talk in a minute about where you can see Tick yeah. Tick Boom very yeah. soon. Uh, but for now, we're going to listen to a brief musical interlude, yes. and then we're going to talk about casting the show. Now, obviously, Timothy, if you were casting the show, you would cast Jackson McGovern in all of the roles. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But if Jackson weren't available, uh, Dreamcast. And you have access to literally anyone anyone in the world. This is really interesting now because I don't know if everyone's aware that it's actually being turned into like some Netflix It is. Thing. We're going to talk about it okay, in a minute. I'm real sad about who's directing it. Um, I okay. would no, have a... Is that because it's not me, is that? Yes. Okay, great, yeah. Yes, of course it is. I would, um, I'd have a little like pitch perfect reunion in the show and have Skylar Aston in the role of John and Ben Platt in the role of 57 men and Anna Kendrick in the role of 57 women and then be done with it. Wow. You know, that kind of works. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Jackson, you you look confused. (laughs) I I don't I don't who's Skylar? Am I am I am I an idiot? You don't know who Skylar is? Are they two separate comments or (laughs) (laughs) which one do you want me to answer first? (laughs) Now now. Now now. Be kind Uh, to the guests. Um have you watched Pitch Perfect? Yeah. You Have know you watched the- Pooch Perfect? <laughs> no, 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 no. Leave it that Have way. Have you watched Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist recently? Okay, you've seen Pitch Perfect. Yeah, you we're going to need to save the, this for after the podcast. In the right? first <laughs> one. Just bring awakening the original Broadway cast, no? Yeah. Uh, some of. Okay, I'm going to show you a picture. You. He's done like, some things. He looks pretty. He sings nice. Just like you. Oh, would we go that far? <laughs> I'm trying I'm to kidding. be nice to the guests. That's fine. Oh, like the guy who was Melchior. No. no. Oh. Okay, I'm getting you a picture. <laughs> Sorry, that was much more disappointed we'll than I thought that was going to be about that. <laughs> we'll, we'll finish educating Jackson in a moment. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, no, KB's just showing me a picture. It's all and good. And he has no idea who he is. No, yeah. No, but that's so, He'd be a fantastic John. I agree. Much better than me. There are a few uh, famous people who have already played John, including um, Neil Patrick Harris. Yes. Uh, Paul Keating, who was an Australian Prime Minister, although I think it was a different <laughs> Paul Multi-talented. Keating. Yeah. Multi-talented. And, of course, Lin-Manuel Miranda, who yes. is directing mm-hmm. the uh, film for Netflix. Um, do you know the rest of the Netflix cast? Andrew Garfield, I think, is playing John. Amazing. Andrew Garfield is playing and, John. And uh, Vanessa Hudgens is playing Susan. 
See, I didn't Am actually right? know no. the Andrew Garfield. No? Alexander Ship is playing Susan. Vanessa oh. Hudgens is playing someone else. Oh, oh okay. So obviously, oh, I mean, so in the three, in my head, they've cast three actors in this movie. And no, they play different That's roles. That's what I was like. No, no, no. So there's there's a John, there's a Susan, there's a Michael, oh. and, there's and there's various other cast for everybody else. Um, my favorite is uh, playing Stephen Sondheim, Bradley Whitford. Amazing. Who's I think that's amazing. From um. From the West Wing. Oh, Do you yeah. not know who Bradley Whitford is? You don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. Kristen. No, That's, yeah, the West Wing. He's from the West Wing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, more recently, he's also been in The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. 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 Jack Great in that. that. Oh, oh, he's, oh, yeah. I know who. As he's an great. actor, you don't know all of the actors. And right? he does. He tends to pop up in like evil yeah, yeah. businessman yeah. roles. Yeah, yeah. Is he in Happy Gilmore? He yeah. might be. I think he is. As like an evil businessman. Yeah, man. as an evil yeah. businessman, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. seems to be his specialty. Yeah. Um, so Stephen Sondheim is apparently Look, amazing. an evil businessman. Why couldn't Stephen Sondheim play himself? That's a good question. Well, it is set in 1990 as well. True. Stephen Sondheim um, does look slightly different. Yeah, but it's a voice message. It's just, it was set in 1991. I'm just going to correct you on that, Jackson. Oh, that's controversial. <laughs> Boom. But I've, I've definitely got a line in the... That says it's January it says 1990. <laughs> New York City, 1991. They're lying to you. I'll show you the script right now. Um, Wikipedia <laughs> would never lie to me. We might have a dud script. Oh, Why no. is this We're not actually what? doing Tick, Tick, Boom. <laughs> this is a complete fraud. I like, totally... I love how you just throw the script under the bus for Wikipedia. Like... <laughs> Rewrite it <laughs> like it's the wrong. script is bad, but their website that anybody can edit definitely <laughs> right. Actually, that wasn't from Wikipedia. That was from some thing that even th- it was from some music. The Jonathan Larson yeah. Institute for. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, for bad filming facts. began last month, so it, so it <gasps> is happening. Yeah. Did we have a bad review for Tick Tick Boom? I Sorry, did. Julie. I did. I did. I did. Um, before we one, keep casting we'll this, we'll, we'll keep going. Guys, if you could cast it with literally anyone in the world, who would you cast this show? Well, I didn't actually know Andrew Garfield was in the movie, and I was going to say him. I shit That's you not. Fine. So, so you know who Andrew Garfield is, then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, right, yeah. Spider Man. Okay. The main dude in Happy Gilmore, I think. <laughs> so um, no, he's been around a while. Um, no, yeah, Andrew Garfield was probably mine for John. Um, other than that, like I'm, I'm working with Stephanie Long and Josh Whitten at the moment, and I have to say them. Um, yeah, yeah. So. You do. Also, because yeah. you don't know anybody else, there is that. that. There is that. Um, yeah, Meryl Streep, I hear is good. Um, <laughs> oh. Probably not a Michael. Um, but no, yeah. no, no. Meryl not. can do anything. Almost. She's a chameleon. She's yeah. a chameleon. <laughs> oh. Did you just call her a lizard? <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. in a nice way. Yeah. All right. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna play a little bit of music. We're gonna um, just we're gonna take a an odd turn from the program to go back to bad reju- reviews without Julie, um, and then we're gonna do top fives. But here's some music. Oh, that was really short. I didn't have time to turn my pages. Um, 
Julia's not at the table, but that doesn't mean that you don't get a bad review without Julie. I like the theme song today, <laughs> KV. Thank you. <laughs> so it is actually quite difficult to find a bad review of Tick, Tick, Boom. Well, that's a good um, sign. But I worked at it. <laughs> and I found one. Amazing. Yeah. Um, this is actually a review of the production that starred Lin-Manuel Miranda. Oh, and, but it doesn't necessarily say that the production is bad. Just that the show is a bit flawed. So the show itself, which Larson performed as a one-man rock monologue, um, went nowhere at first. Many of the themes and devices got recycled into Rent, which ran for 12 years and far too long on Broadway. Of course, by then, he was dead. It's a really well-written review. The ticking bomb of his undiagnosed aortic aneurysm exploded on the morning of that blockbuster's first off-Broadway preview in 1996. He was 35. Later, the playwright David Auburn shaped the Tick, Tick, Boom material into a three-person musical. Its promising run at the Jane Street Theatre in 2001, starring various people, was inter- interrupted by the more literal explosions of September 11. Woo! All right. Yep, it's a, it's a great, like, <sighs> friendly description. It hobbled along for a few more months, but basically disappeared after that into the cult underground of regional stagings and cast album collector mania. Uh-huh. It's so autobiographical, it sometimes feels like the unedited jottings of a journal. I mean, cool. Cool. I mean, that's not a bad thing. Um, In particular, Miranda's, not mine, obviously, (laughs) Lin-Manuel Miranda's stupendously likeable take on the main character and his full emotional commitment to even the cliched aspects of the writing go a long way toward diluting the material's goo. Wow. Yeah, uh, a rather ordinary. Oh, I'm hang this other little bit. Um, if the original cast recording sang the hell out of the score on the original, um, that is exactly what Miranda, who is not nearly as good a singer, doesn't do. He sings the hell into the score. A rather ordinary youthful dilemma seems for a minute at least, if not for around 90, to be so much more, even without reference to the tragedy that overtook its author. <laughs> just this sort of like backhanded compliment after backhanded I mean, compliment to be like in their defense lin manuel miranda is not an excellent actor or an excellent singer and he's this, an excellent performer he's an excellent performer he has a lot of charisma on yes. stage and he's a lyrical genius i will happily give him that title yeah, but it is amazing is it interesting to put him in a role that sings, what, 90% of this show? But it is also a role about an artist creating, and I feel like he has an understanding of he that. Does. And That's I think fair. there's also that kind of um, that progression of like Sondheim, Larson, yeah. Miranda. Like, it's That's he's true. the. Thank you. you know, He's yeah. the next. Um, one more bit. Uh, what John wonders about Superbia, the show that he's writing in the show, mm-hmm. is it good enough for Broadway, that magical street of dreams? Is it too good for Broadway, that oh. shameless commercial whore? Is also <laughs> worth wondering about Tick, Tick, Boom. Oh, wow. wow. And though the answers may be no and no, it <gasps> has found a perfect home at Encores. Oh, wow, that last bit, that's a real knife, isn't it? Uncle's just like, oh, <laughs> ow, thank you for that. Wow. Okay. So, okay. so yeah. didn't like it. 
I think he liked. I think he liked the production and the performances. He doesn't like the style of the show. That's what I got from the review. But you know, it's hard to find a bad review. I'm going to put that out there. I think that's a lot of people impressive. say that you know. And I think that a story like this speaks to people in the arts who go see mm-hmm. theatre a lot. And I'm I'm not sure how well it would sit with the general audience mm-hmm. or his um, his rent fans from you know. There's the enough of rent music in there that they will enjoy. <laughs> they will enjoy it. Um, but it certainly speaks volumes to artists and creatives. And I think there's um, a really interesting thing that happened. We did a little preview back in. Um, January and I was speaking to someone after and they were like oh when you think about the fact that he unfortunately died and if you think about John in the in Tick Tick Boom in that way all of this kind of decision making and all of this thing to then have his life so tragically cut short does make it a little bit more kind of hard hitting or I mean knowing that gives a new perspective to the material and I yeah exactly and I think that if you come into it with that in your consciousness, you'll have a, a particular experience. Not that we're killing off Jackson at the end of the oh, the dang. show. Um, dang it! But mm. yeah, if you kind of see that hopeful ending and kind of put it in the context of what happened in real life, I think it's a, it's a little bit emotional. I think. Yeah. At the end, yeah. Uh, well, let's see what top five list we can put it on. KB, do we have another bit of music we can just throw I mean, in here we, off the cuff? We do. Let's, let's do see it. what this is. Ooh, I like this one. What top fives are we putting tick, tick, boom on? Top five shows with an exclamation mark in the title. <laughs> yeah, top five punctuations in time. Um, I'm going to say top five roles that require potentially the performers to learn an extra skill that they might not have had before. Ooh, like what? Singing. No, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a you enemy to look There was a definite look Just in this direction, <laughs> So the role uh, of John will now be played so. by. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so are you talking about musical instruments? I am talking about musical yeah. instruments. Um, well, yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know if it, it's not really that it much of a spoiler. Okay, guys, if you don't want any type of spoiler whatsoever, just skip for the next no, 15 minutes. Yeah. How can a musical instrument be a spoiler? I don't know. Yeah, there is music in the show. And, yeah, so. In a musical. And, and, and Jackson does have a little bit of a go. I love Which the way you just you? said Jackson does have a little bit of a go. <laughs> Which instrument do you have a little bit of a go at? Uh, piano, yeah, keys. Oh, piano. Oh, I was hoping it was um, the harmonica or something. No, no, but I'm open to anything. So <laughs> yeah. I'll bring my kazoo tomorrow to and things are going to change. No, but yeah, I'd, 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 I would agree with that. Um, it, is a, it is a bit of a uh, push for actors, I'd say, to, to do... Something a little out of their comfort zone, which is awesome. And this is before the whole John Doyle Sondheim musical instruments shows had happened as well. Um, oh. Like with the whole, you know, like roller spars are playing in company. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it was, I guess, to see that same actor, in fact, um, sitting at the piano playing and stuff would have been potentially a cool thing. Yeah. I think it definitely adds something to it. What else? Top fives, top fives. I'm um, like top five posthumously dramaturged together autobiographical musicals. Uh, yes. We'll see what other yeah. ones come up in that Google search. The Boy From oh. Oz. Yes. True. Yeah. True, true, true. Um. In which the actor also has to play the... Oh, my gosh. This is American The Boy From Oz. <laughs> Pretty much. 
less same ending less sequence less sequence <laughs> less sequence yeah. yeah um okay but jackson does descend from the top of the theater on a banana amazing well i thought um, you didn't want to put any spoilers out there but that's hey not a spoiler. And that's, an, that's also an additional skill that's <laughs> banana writing <laughs> okay i pretend we didn't say that out loud <laughs> but we did oh, top I don't know. You can't even put it on top five, Jonathan Larson musical. Top two. Well, you can. It is top two. <laughs> it's top two. I say it's top one. I well, I'll, and yeah, I'd say that rent is five. The <laughs> um, and the three in the middle are tick tick boom. <laughs> is it in the top five musicals about artists like Sunday in the Park with um, George and Tick yeah. Tick Boom? Yes, yeah. I would. Rent I would is also kind of about artists. Yeah, I definitely put it. I'd put it in there. Yeah. What have you, but you've got like 42nd Street and Sunset Boulevard and well, all those old Well, then you're sitting in more lines. of a like top five show within a show's. True. Yeah, I think artist process, it's definitely, yeah, in yeah. the top five. Yeah. And there's a definite nod to Sunday. Um, That's true. In Tick, Tick, Boom. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite definite, um, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's a little too Do they literally go, hey, Sunday. <laughs> Nod. <laughs> oh, it's probably even, yeah, probably more full on than that, yeah. And now we will Sunday be playing Sunday in the Park with George. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um, oh, I don't know. It's a little bit of a hard one. It is um, a bit of a hard one. What if we went something along the lines of uh, top five small cast, like under four Characters, yeah, or top five three hander. Oh, handers. absolutely, there aren't a whole lot of those. There aren't a lot. Mm. I'd say yes. Mm. It's on the list. Yay! You. Um, I, I don't know anymore. Top five. <laughs> say it out loud. <laughs> um, musicals to be musicals. impacted by nine eleven. <laughs> yeah, because the album actually dropped oh. on that day. So they like launched the the off-Broadway cast recording on September 11th. That is unfortunate. Slightly, yeah. For them, yes. I'm look. I'm sure a lot of shows did. Yeah, that happened to, but at the same time, none of them. I imagine that would have been an interesting thing where people were kind of like potentially going to the theatre to like be together and kind of celebrate that New Yorkness. But I don't know if Tick Tick Boom was the one that they would be going to. No. I guess it also is like the top five. There's a lot of anxiety and, and mental health kind of issues in the show. It's before Next to Normal and Dear Evan Hansen, so it would also go on that list. Top five shows about mental health. Yeah. Turning 30. Woo! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> or birthday party shows, top five oh, birthday yeah. party music. Oh, company. That's what I was about. Um, this. Um, yes. And MAME. Well, she has a birthday party in that, doesn't she? Yeah, sure. Mat- Matilda has a birthday party in the opening. That's every kid's birthday yeah. party. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we might be done with top fives. So um, let's talk your production. Yeah. Mm. Give us the plugs. How do we see it? Where do we see it? When do we see um, it? You can come and see it on the 12th to 14th of March at the Crete Street Theatre. Uh, the production is presented in association with that production company, of which I'm the artistic director and Beanley Theatre Group. Amazing. And you can get tickets at www.thatproductioncompany.com.au. That was wonderful. Right. Yeah. Um, you were ready for that. Now you do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> and um, will there be a show where the understudies perform so I don't have to see Jackson or <laughs> – you want to see him play in the piano, Miranda? I do, I do, I do. No, and the banana I love, thing. I'd love to see and the banana. banana. Yeah, absolutely. I don't need to. I'll come in after. I think Andrew banana. Garfield was doing the matinee. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. notoriously difficult. Don't, <laughs> do not put that out there. People will rock up to see it. I'm fine by that. I'm That's fine. fine. Yeah, okay. Book your ticket in advance, please. <laughs> do not buy at the door. Um, you will be disappointed. You guys obviously are all over social media, so they can find you that way. Yeah, so you can go on that production company's Instagram page and Facebook, and then there's also information on um, Bingley Theatre Group's Instagram and Facebook as well. Amazing, yeah. but Fantastic. maybe wait. How many days is Jackson's takeover for? Yeah, well, I was going to say, try and, try and jump in before Stephanie Long takes over on the Instagram takeover because her material is going to be piss poor in I comparison. I definitely need to change the password. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm really looking forward to it. That's a great cast. You've got a great team involved. Um, Luke's a good friend of mine. Hey, Luke, if you're listening, he won't listen. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm really looking forward to, mm. to seeing what comes out of it all yeah yeah excellent cast and i don't think there's been a time in brisbane theater as i know it that you haven't been a part of it timothy Wynn. Mm. so it's going to be really nice to see a show with amazing people at your helm to thank to you and hopefully we keep that good review track record oh, going <laughs> i don't think there's been a bad <laughs> review in brisbane for a really long time yeah. <laughs> like, yeah if we are the second bad review of this of show to be bad on the internet the entire internet i'll be you just you just have to do better than um when manuel miranda great awesome that's fine. I can do that. <laughs> yeah. Is okay. he? Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Done. Jackson, Jackson, can you do better than Little Miranda? Not an issue. Not an issue. So if you want to see um, someone better than Lin-Manuel Miranda, <laughs> do tick, tick, boom. Um, go check it out at Creed Street Theatre. That's in Beanley, but it's a, it's a short and pleasant drive from either Brisbane or the Gold Coast. Absolutely. So, um, get on it. Thank you very much for coming. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. Jackson. It has been a blast. Thanks, KB. Thanks, Miranda. Um, if they want to find us oh, online. Well, just go to that production company. I'm sure they'll link <laughs> to us. Um, you can find us in all the usual places. Um, MTMEIK or Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know. Um, check us out on Facebook, Twitter. You can send us an email, musicalstaughtmepodcast at gmail.com. We're on the That's Not Canon production we website are. along with all of our brother and sister podcasts. Um, and if you want to throw us some money so we can make amazing things happen for you, patreon.com slash everything I know. It's long, but just you know, spend some time, type it all out. It's yeah. totally worth it. It is worth it at the end. You get exclusive content. Ex- exclusive content. Um, and we will do more things like live shows. There'll be fun things that we will get, like new equipment. Yes. We might even head back to Supernova. Who knows? That'd be fun. That'd be great. Anyway. Anyway. Thanks for <laughs> listening. Uh, oh, no, another button right on already. Press the button. Can we catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. 
Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm-hmm. 